Turn your volume down. Uh, yeah. Hey guys, hold on here. There, there we, we go. go. All set. Technical awesome. issues. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, the wonderful Joel. Happy Wednesday to everybody. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Tonight we're only doing a one-hour show, five to six. So we'll try to um, keep Joel's rants to a minimum, and we'll try to get through um, the show ASAP. Um, if we leave any questions hanging, which we always do, um, we also do the Zoom room, which we do every Tuesday at three. And then obviously I do one-on-ones, which you can always do. Um, and you can just go to the website for that. So this is a Q&A show. You, and you ask a question, Joel reads it, I give you an answer. You'll notice by the line of questioning that most people, if you're brand new to the show, um, most people are going to be asking how they stop. Mm-hmm. How do I stop? Like almost every question is how do I stop something? Yeah. How do I stop? And you'll notice just like from the questions, how do I stop? How do I stop? It's not like we like delete the, like, how do I teach a downstay ones? It's like, we just don't, we don't get a lot of them. Um, and we have free videos on that and that's really easy to do. And there's 10,000 other trainers that can easily help you with that. Um, so we're really good at stopping unwanted behaviors. Um, we have a seminar series called Jeff Gelman Seminars. Go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. We've got one coming up in Chicago, one up in Elkhart, Indiana, and uh, those are the next two coming up this summer. And then there's more, obviously, at the end of the year. Check those out. And again, those are problem-solving seminars where we find ourselves like doing a lot of problem-solving. But we also have a leech reactivity seminar, which is coming up um, next Saturday, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's next Saturday. And that is fireworks galore. That is literally... If you've got a dog that has got leech reactivity, it's an afternoon seminar. But in one afternoon, incredible things happen. Incredible things happen. They're really, really powerful. You've put up many, many videos about showing the um, the beginning and then um, the middle and then the end. Mm-hmm. Actually, the middle looks really damn good, too. Yeah. Um, and then we have the full training center here. And we're really big on social media. We put a ton of stuff up on social. Um, and... Uh, Anyway, let's get into the show. We only have an hour. Let's go. So the ones on yours, like those first two that mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. aren't showing on mine, but it's because he posted the comments at like noon this afternoon. Okay. We still read them. Um, if I can get to them. <laughs> sure. Okay. Jorge, thanks once again for your help. I started a 12-month-old lab with e-collar and is doing well. I walk him with e-collar and prong because he's still struggling with other leash-reactive dogs. Mm-hmm. Two questions. Is it fair to punish my dog when other dogs lunge and bark toward him and he reacts barking too? Should I use e-collar as e-bunker? The stim seems to stimulate a faster loading. So um, number one, is it fair? I guess it all depends on the distance. If you're walking right by a dog and a dog lunges at you, I mean, not many dogs will ignore that. No. I mean, your dog won't. My dog won't. My dogs won't. They'll respond. I, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I would respond you know, I'd respond. Um, so, you know, I think the biggest issue is recovery. The biggest issue is, 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 is recovery. Um, and how quickly does your dog recover from something? Mm -hmm. So say like your dog doesn't listen to you and you just have to repeat it a second time and the dog immediately does it. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, ideally, if the dog did it on the first time, that would be that much. That would be that much better. Um, but so, um, usually, though, if the dog is being ramped up with any tool at all, your your timing is late. Your timing is late. Next, mm, Sid, 
Hi, JJ. Hope all is well. Would you bonk a 13-week-old 24-pound puppy for biting when he does not care about the thumb and mouth squeeze technique? I think the real question there is, is I've tried a bunch of other things to get this 13-week-old puppy to stop biting. Now, at 13 weeks old, in my book, a dog should have stopped by now. We cannot have a 13-week-old puppy because that gets pretty annoying, powerful, and the family's going to just literally not want the dog. Yeah. Not too many families are going to put up with going on now possibly four weeks of puppy biting. And if we don't stop it, it's going to be four more weeks. It's just the way it works. They don't grow out of it. Well, they do grow out of puppy biting, and it turns into biting. <laughs> Still biting. <laughs> biting. So I have absolutely no problem bonking or correcting a dog that young. Next. <clears throat> Kathy B said, hey, everyone. Hey, how are you, <laughs> Kathy B? Jermaine Music. Hey, guys. Love what you're doing. I'm listening and learning for quite some time. Jeff, what's your response when people ask about correcting a dog for growling? Are we taking away the warning sign? So that's a common um, mantra. I think a lot, we hear that a lot from people, Joel, is that people often say, um, you know, if you take away the growl, you're going to take away the, uh, the warning and then the dog is just going to become a silent biter. Well, you know what? We get a lot of dogs that come in that are just attack us mm -hmm. with no growl whatsoever. Now, does that mean that somebody took away the growling from them or they just never growled first? I We need a little bit of context to that because there are some things that are growling could be possibly acceptable. Possibly. Not many. Yeah. Possibly. Like, for instance, if a dog's eating out of a dog bowl mm -hmm. and another dog approaches it, is it fair that the dog eating could growl? I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, why is that dog walking up to the other dog? And that's okay. Plus, I don't want the other dog to steal food. So that's okay. If I walk up, no. So we always take away growling. We, we take away the wanting to growl. We take away the, the wanting to bite. We take it all away. We take it all away. So yes, it's fair if you do it properly. Next. Uh, Christina, hey, from Chicago. Love you guys. Thank you. Lorraine, just think your info is awesome and thankful for your content. I've been watching for several years. Oh, awesome. Let me make sure it's, it's close to you. You're talking way softer than me. Uh -huh. That's why. Yeah. Um, J. Ron. Hey, J. &J happy Wednesday. Prayers for Bert. Oh, thank you, J. Ron. Thank Hope you. everything's going well with you. Leah, when can you come to Washington State? Uh, we were just there. We were literally there three weeks ago, three weeks four ago. weeks ago. We were just we were just in Washington State. So probably not for another probably not for another year. We actually were in Oregon technically. We flew into uh, uh, Washington State, um, but uh, we were actually no. We know we were in Washington State. I'm sorry. We flew into yeah. we flew into Portland, but we crossed the border into Washington State. Mm -hmm. So we were we were we were just there. Um, so not for at least another year. Next, Sarah. So sorry about Bert. Hope he's doing better. Yep. Thanks, Laura. Bringing a Vishla puppy home this fall. What are the top three things to work on when bringing a new puppy home? I think the biggest thing is structure. What do you think? What would you, what would you, okay? What would your top three be? When you bring a new puppy home, yeah. Crate training um structure and teaching that dog to follow a food lore yeah yeah it's gonna be the foundation so i think everything. i think because because all the training we do for puppies is food-based training mm -hmm. it's all food-based training it's all literally we take the dog's daily kibble um most of these dogs are on kibble at the beginning we're big fans of raw but like a lot of puppies start on kibble mm -hmm. um and getting that dog to learn how to be you know food trained um Crate training your dog, 
um, and then just everything is repetitive and a ma massive structure. Mm -hmm. Those are probably those are probably the top three. If you had to add one more, what would it be? Confidence building. Confidence building exercises. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't even like have to really worry about. I mean, yeah, I teach obedience, but it's like two seconds. Like people, I think people are getting ahead of themselves when it comes to puppies. Like my puppy can't hold it down yet. It's well, like yeah, eight the, weeks the, old. The duration stuff, yeah. Like, but but re recall, like using your food's daily dog's daily meal to recall to you. Yes. The thing is like the dog's going to always want to come to you because you're the food source. And eventually that stops. But that's why doing hundreds of repetitions with that is important. But eventually teaching the word, like by 10 weeks old, that dog should learn what no means too. Next. Linda, what's the best way to stop compulsive chewing on the front legs? I believe it is self-soothing anxiety. No derm or allergy issues. Lots of love to you, Joelle. Um, the, oh, the dog, the dog's front legs. Yeah. Like compul compulsive licking, yeah. like an OCD behavior. Um, you correct it. That that you can actually that you can actually bonk. You can actually bonk that. And this is the thing is like, you know, there, there could be a lot of reasons why the dog is doing it. And the biggest thing though is, is just you looking up. Did it change anything? What are you trying to do? I put the air on instead of the fan. It's feeling a little bit warmish. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why I switched it. So there we go. There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing is, is you can correct that. Any OCD type behavior you can correct. Next. Connie, teaching a bloodhound pup a recall with the mini educator. Is that a question? It looks like a statement to me. Okay. So bloodhound or no bloodhound. Teaching a dog recall. We've got free videos on that. It is actually you do that on a short line first. Switch to a long line. It's all you. It's also food based. You layer. You layer. You first train it without the remote collar, and then you layer the remote collar over it. It's always a low, um, uh, a low, a low stem thing, a low stem protocol. Next. Yink. Hi, J and J. Love how you pronounce my name. So I'm assuming it's not correct. Try to follow all the Q and A's, but it's six hours later here. Isn't German? The J is yeah. Can you um, phonetically put your name out, please? <laughs> I don't want to keep botching it. You're on like every show. Right. Next. Read. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Thanks to your content. My six month old golden retriever is able to come to work with me and be my buddy. Wow. He's laying on his place bed beside my desk now. So that's really cool. So that just goes to, uh, you know, that's code word for Reed's put his work in. Mm -hmm. Reed's put his work in. So I think that's what's really, really great is that, um, you know, when you've got a six-month-old dog that you can bring to work and goes to a place bed, if people are not familiar with place, it's like, it could be a dog bed. It could be a, a little platform. Bottom line is this, Reed's at his desk. The dog is lying down next to him and is there not because it's tired or lazy. It's there because it was told to stay there. Mm -hmm. And most likely, if somebody comes in his office or somebody walks by, um, the puppy's not going to explode. Yeah. And how awesome is that? And when he patterns that, he's going to have a dog that he can bring anywhere. Next. Um, Todd, hi, guys. Thanks for everything. Ellie is doing great. Joelle, you really helped us with a great heal. Been practicing a lot in dog-friendly stores. See you soon. Nice. Awesome. Nice. That's really, really great. Congratulations, Todd. Um. Sharon, shit, I just got bumped. Hold on. Even on your computer, you're getting bumped. Of Damn. course. 
doesn't care. No. My Dane was great with commands and now forgot come and thinks it's place. I'm working with him, but he's not getting any tricks. So why don't you answer that one? Because I think you, you, you've, you've seen that before. You've seen that before where a dog just like, will will randomly do a command just to get a reward possibly. So I would just put the leash back on the dog no. and sort of retrain your come command. It didn't forget it. It didn't forget it. And maybe you never knew it. Or like maybe the dog has been, we see that a lot when we do a lot of proofing for place, the dog is hesitant now to come off the place bed for recall. And it's like, Oh, I'm just going to go to place. So more leash guidance, just give it more you know, leash guidance. You bring up a good point, Joelle. I think when a lot of dogs don't like, know what, what to do or are confused, they default to place. It's like the first thing we teach because them. Because place is, it's also, I think the strongest command that we have. Mm -hmm. It's literally the strongest command that we have because we know that most families, like that is the command. Mm -hmm. Like all of our dogs are in place right now. Mm -hmm. All of them. That's why we're able to have five dogs in this office. So um, all calm. So I think that's what's happening. So yes, like Joelle said, leash back on, just do more reps. Next. Uh, Kaylani, hey, J&J, &J, do you guys have experience using e-collars on a dachshund who has seizure disorder? One of my clients asked me if I knew if it would trigger seizures as she wants to do e-collar training. I don't know the answer as I haven't trained many seizure dogs. So we've trained probably less than 20, so not a ton, but I'd call the manufacturer, but we're not we're not seeing it. We're not seeing it at all. And if everyone wants to know why Joelle keeps looking off screen, because her dog is sick and she keeps making sure it's okay. So it's not that she's not interested in the show tonight. Next. Emily, I can't get my Husky GSC to stop jumping when people come in the door after six years of trying everything. Help. Okay. What's the person's name? Emily. Emily, you've tried everything. Have you watched my how to stop jumping video? If you stop my how to stop jumping video, you'll stop it tonight. If I came to your house tonight, which I'm not going to do, it would cost you a ton of money, even if you were like down the street from me. I would stop your dog from jumping in one session, meaning less than three minutes. Less than three minutes. This is the recipe to stop jumping. Make jumping suck. Now. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. It is methodical. It is precise. It is well-timed. I've done it 10,000 times because that's how many dogs I've worked with. We demonstrate it live at every single seminar. We have dogs here that never jump on us past day one at all. They literally don't jump on us. Our personal dogs don't jump on us. You can literally stop jumping in one three-minute session. Watch the video. But it has to be done with a prong collar or a remote collar. It doesn't have to be. But leverage the prong collar or the remote collar. Okay? So you, if you're not using those tools and you're not using them the way we do to stop unwanted behaviors, okay, to stop an unwanted behavior, you've not begun to even skim the surface of behavior modification. Next. Melanie, when we walk, there are a few homes where the dogs who are in yards with underground fencing charge at us. Oh, I hate that. My dog whines. Do I correct? There is a corner of our hood with about five homes whose dogs Jesus charge, Christ. growl, and chase the line. Tips. Fucking move. That's the worst. 
Because you never know if they're actually on an invisible fence or not. Like dogs go through an invisible fence. And you're just fence. like, shit. Dogs go through an invisible fence. <coughs> Literally every day there's another news article about a dog being killed. What did I send you this morning? Was it a dog or a human? It was a human. You sent me two. There's a human and then one lady whose dog got killed. And then the dogs moved on to another dog. Yeah. That's why That's why when I say that an off-leash dog charges you to kick it, it's like... I have zero problem inflicting discomfort on a dog that's off-leash charging me. Zero, 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 zero. Two dogs literally charged this little dog and were playing tug-of-war with it, and it died. And then when that dog died, it moved on to the next one. This is just one story. This is just one story that made the news. There's thousands of others, thousands of others that didn't make the news. It's a daily occurrence. Every time that Joelle and the staff goes out in public, they're always being charged by off-leash dogs. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And if they weren't so forceful, we it, it, it could be us. It could be us. Next. Um, Von Isa's house. Hello, guys. Thanks for the videos. It helps all my new clients. New owners understand the mindset of the role they must play and how to set the dog's place in the house and family. I think I think not enough has talked about that because mm-hmm. that, that whole word about, you know, hierarchy and leadership and dominance and the dog's place. It's like, it's like, first of all, like, let's give you a little bit of a newsflash. Your dog is not your equal. Mm. Your dog is not your child. Your dog is a dog. Now that doesn't, that's not a negative statement. That's a contextual statement. You need to put your animal into the proper context. It is a dog. That doesn't mean you can't love it. That doesn't mean you can't love it more than anything in the world. Joelle loves her dogs more than anything in the world, more than any human that I know. So, but she treats her dogs like dogs. Bottom line, bottom line. And that doesn't mean she treats them badly. She treats them fairly. Next. Uh, Megan, thanks for our 30 minute session Saturday. Gus is doing better in the crate during the day with the use of the bonker. So working on walking past cars and nipping. So you just have to step up your corrections on the nip nipping. You should eliminate ASAP that you should eliminate like right now, quick. That takes a very firm correction. Don't feel guilty at all. It's like, you're not allowed to nip end of story. If when it's not open for discussion, it's over. Once you get cars, also, that's well timing. That's with a bonker, remote collar. You know, a lot of people struggle with that. This is the thing is like, lately I've been getting a bunch of like, like right now there's a lot of, there's a viral video going around about me. There's always some video going around about me. It's like name just every, every day, you know? So, but this one made it on TikTok, and that means that it's, it was shared a million times. And it's very comical, actually. It's very comical, but the last four to five comments on, so somebody must have put on another one. Are you serious? Because it says, this guy hits dogs with bottles. And I'm like, I don't know how we got down that I'm path. serious. <laughs> but it's like, like people have got like no idea like how to s- stop bad behaviors. First no. of all, it's not a bottle, by the way. I don't hit dogs with bottles, by a the bottle. way. That, that's a lie. It's a cotton towel. But the point being is, my point being is, unless you have a dog that you're really, really struggling with, you actually don't know. You actually don't know. I don't need to answer this question. 
you actually don't know. She'll start playing the video probably. She's like, I'm looking for the video, Jeff. The guy who hits dogs with bottles. Right, right. So, um, oh, Jeff Gellman you're talking about. So I think that unless you have a dog that you're really struggling with, you have no idea how miserable that person's life is. And it is miserable. It's really miserable. People are really struggling out there. And for someone to cast stones, I mean, you can cast stones at me all day long. I don't give a flying fuck, but it's like, but there's so many owners that are struggling and like, they feel bad correcting their dogs. And it's like, and they've tried here. Emily's tried for eight years to stop jumping. Six, I think. Six. Yeah. I could, if I, if I met her six years ago, it, we would never have, she would have never had that discussion. No. We could have eliminated that immediately. Next. Read what is acceptable versus unacceptable with puppy play. Anything important to watch out for? I think fairness. What do you think? Like between puppy two puppies. Between yeah, you two puppies. You can't have one bullying the other yeah. constantly. I think I think fairness. I think I think it's really, really important that you know the, the dogs are the dogs are fair with each other. You know, it's not one sided. Like if you want like examples, like I don't know. If a dog is always screaming, hiding underneath a chair. Yes, that's unfair. That's not if fair. If one's always chasing the other, that's unfair. Unless unless that dog loves it. Yeah. But you'll be able to tell. Yeah, you can tell. Right. Um, Next. Diane, so we have a German Shepherd. Got him beginning of COVID, so of course he didn't meet a lot of people. He loves my kids and their wives, but doesn't like anyone in the house. Is there something I can do to help him be social without turning into psycho dog? He doesn't react to anything on walks. It's visits. Oh, it's great. my own. It's so, my only alternative to create him. No, it's not. So this is the thing. It's not. This is not a Diane. It's not a COVID issue. It's not a COVID issue. It's a lack of consequence issue. You have yet to give this dog a lack of of uh, of correction. Did I say lack of confidence? It's, <laughs> it's a lack of correction issue. I'm just gonna get it water. Do you want water? I've got water. So what you're doing is you're just not correcting your dog for unacceptable behavior. So what do you do? Remote collar on the dog. People come in. Your dog barks. No, correct. But even if you created the dog, I don't want the dog barking in the crate. I want the dog lying down in the crate. Whether it's in place, in a downstay, or in the crate. God, that's I just that overwhelmed that smell with really delicious. Is that, is, is that grape grapefruit? Raz cranberry. Raz cranberry. So um <laughs> So I think that, that that's all it is. It's, but it's not a COVID issue. Nope. Next. Kara, uh, having issues with an eight-month Doberman yelling, barking, whining in the crate. Dog is great otherwise with training, though he is dramatic and yells, objects often, but getting much better with time. Literally, the only thing is being quiet in the crate. Tried bonking the crate, pulling the dog out, bonking, bark collars, sitting with leash prong coming out of the kennel, popping when he whines. Usually is escalated. Fishing on the e-collar, practice laying down in kennel, door open, helps but still lines. Sounds like a Doberman to me. I was going to say, is that a Doberman? Mm. Yeah. So it's hard with those dogs, man. It could be, you could be, you could have, you could have one of those challenging dogs. But then again, a lot of people are using the tools that we use. They say they're doing what we're doing. But if I saw the video, I'd be like, it's not what we're doing. It's not how to do it. There's actually an art to doing each one of those. There's actually, an, I think there's an art to stop a dog from whining. Oh, yeah. There's, there's an art to it. And it's dog dependent. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, I think the more dogs you have with experience on how to stop, the better you get. But there are some dogs that are very difficult. 
that are very difficult. Have you tried just like every time the dog whines, just take it out and work it really hard? That's an idea. And then the dog's like, damn, I can't wait to get back in my kennel. That's one idea too. <laughs> that's that what I usually that, do that's, for those. That's not something I'd want to be doing, but you know, it's not like you have to do it forever. Um, <clears throat> yeah. um, try a water bottle. Next. Mm, never know. Diane, four and a half month old rescue pup will lay still in the crate and whine. Seems to only be for attention. Right. Does no quiet if out of crate barking, starting to demand bark at our other two dogs wanting right. their toy. Right. Since she doesn't move, it's hard to anticipate it to say quiet before. Thanks. So this is the thing. I want you to never use the word rescue dog. It's four months old. So it's a 16-week-old dog. It's a 16-week-old dog. So all I, all I care about is that your dog is barking in the crate. So... You need to correct that dog. How do you stop? Don't say quiet. Say shut the fuck up. Because that's what you really mean. Quiet is being polite. You're being annoying, so shut the fuck up. All right? So if if Angelo was talking loud, I would say, please be quiet. With a dog, I'm saying, literally, you're being an asshole. Shut the fuck up. And... So a correction would be proper. Next. TK, what is the best way to introduce my six-year-old dog to other family dogs when she's overly anxious? I've tried leash walks, gates between, but my dog is afraid of gates. I've tried other things as well. Right. So number one, don't do gates. Gates agitate dogs. Gates actually can make it worse because dogs then get barrier frustration. If there's such a thing as barrier frustration, but frustrated that there's something in the way. I don't know you. I don't know your dog. I don't know the other dogs and I don't know the other handlers. There's too many variables. We did a dog dog introduction here with my clients and I had control over all dogs. That's how I do it to get, to give someone advice over like without even knowing you or knowing your dog or seeing your dog or seeing your skills. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Next. $25 top chat from Music Crafts and Canines. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I finally caught a live to say thank you. My Rottweiler pups are now fun, confident, playful, well-behaved dogs because I found your content so early in their development. You know, who's that? Mark? Did you say Mark? No, that's Music Crafts oh, and Canines. So Music Crafts and Canines. Well, number one, this is the thing. No. Number one, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for recognizing the value of our free content, but also thank you for doing all the hard work, but also I'm sorry, but I will keep making videos, keep making bonking videos till still make videos talking about correction, still use the word punishment. We still have how to videos, yeah. but we're still going to be yelling and screaming about how important it is to stop unwanted behaviors. And we will not stop and we will not bend to the woke mob. And, and for anybody out there that is in industry or has their own business, I'm asking you, where's your freaking moral character? Where did it go? What was I just talking to Courtney about? Before this, on a one-on-one, do you remember? I wasn't listening. Oh. I had my headphones in. Just talk about talking about your character and talking about your moral compass. Yeah. When did you lose that because of the mob? A bunch of unknown people just 
spreading hate. So this is how you beat the mob. And I'm not talking about the New England mob where I'm located. No, <laughs> you don't fuck with them. Okay? You don't fuck with that mob. I'm talking about the wokeness mob. Okay? And this is not political, by the way. So nobody turn this around into a political commentary. This is about society right now. This is a bunch of bullies that are just over the age of 18 now. Is you push back. You challenge them. You stand up to them. Okay? You virtually punch them in the face. And you know what's going to happen? When enough people stand up to the mob, the mob disappears because the mob loses their power. And I'm not quite sure how we got there. I have no idea. But it doesn't make a difference. I'm glad I'm getting it out and I'm going to get it out more. Because I get bullied every day online thousands of times. And I will not bend. Oh, it's because music crafts and canines found right, our content. Right. That's another reason why I will continue to put Early out, in the development, too. I Meanwhile, will, people think we mess up dogs. Right. <laughs> I will continue to put out content out there. And yep, I'm going on a fucking rant, which means somebody's question will not be answered. And I apologize in advance. Next. Yink still has not given me how to say their name. I think they like the fact that I mispronounce we'll it. We could say Yinke. 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 Hey, 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 Imagine if it's just like jink. No, I, I think it's yink. <laughs> uh, I have so much progression here and compliments from neighbors with dogs that suddenly our dog listens so well. Nice. Suddenly. Right. Not that like you haven't been putting in the work right. or anything. The only thing that does not improve well is the car sickness. Yeah. So car sickness, we don't have a special recipe for car sickness, but we find you take car dogs for car rides every day. Yeah. And we find that. You're not struggling with anxiety in the car. You're not struggling with sickness in the car. You're not struggling with 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 throwing up or pooping, except for that one dog who had like have, has has got a, a, a poop, oh yeah yeah, a, yeah. You know, different situation. That wasn't a car thing. That was that was a different thing. But <clears throat> try enforcing a down. Try put the dog into a down. Have the dog facing frontward. But there's also I will not discount. I will not discount some herbal supplements. I won't discount that. Next. Kara, the only thing I haven't done is set up a Wi-Fi camera and enforce down while away due to the dog being kept in another building on the property with no Wi-Fi. For what? The whining. Oh, for the whining. It shouldn't really make a difference. No, I would correct the dog. I got to feel you're not correcting it. Next. Julie. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Love from Nebraska. Hey, Julie. How are you? So Julie also is a fellow um, awesome trainer. She is not backing down. Who does not back she down to anybody. Shit. I love it. I probably messaged her today, uh, this week oh, yeah. with some info. Yeah. How to fight them. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Julie. Yeah. Good for you. Stick to it. Don't fucking stop. Double down. Call them out. Name everything. Call them out. Call them out. Turn the tables. Watch how quick they crumble. Watch how quick they crumble individually call them out knock them off next jesse said hi jeff and joelle and i'm sorry to go on this rant i am sorry to go on this rant but i'm going to continue with this rant and i know that people aren't turning in for this rant but 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 this is more for my industry my fellow dog painters like julie who are literally saving the lives of dogs truly say not rescues nothing i'm not bashing rescues but i can pull 100 dogs tomorrow who's going to train them People like Julie who train dogs, rehabilitate dogs, and make them better in people's homes so they do not have to turn them into shelters. 
And because of the tools, techniques, and philosophy she uses, a bunch of fucking assholes have decided to stand up and make her look like she's abusing dogs. Meanwhile, between the 12 of them, they couldn't fucking teach a goddamn sit if their life depended on it. And that's why I also will fight for. I will fight for my fellow dog trainers. Next. Jesse said hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hi, hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Jonathan, I told them, I feel like there should be more context to this, mm. but I don't know. I told them their GSD was unhealthy at 140 pounds. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they denied me. I'm an asshole, so it wasn't too tactful. But how do you help the dog in this scenario? There's got to be more to that. So, Jonathan, yeah. I usually, okay, I, I'm not sure how you said it. It's like, hey, your dog's fat dog and needs to lose weight. Shit. What I usually say is, how many pounds has the vet recommended your dog lose? That's usually my go-to segue, meaning your dog needs to lose weight. And if they say 15 pounds, I'm like, well, it sounds like you've got a, a spineless vet because I'm going to tell you 50. A German shepherd should not weigh 140 pounds. I don't care if it's a Shiloh shepherd. I do not care. Okay. It should not. So, but we missed part of the question probably next. Uh, Robert, my dog loses his appetite after we've started hand feeding to control the resource guarding. How to expect a turn? How okay. long to expect a okay. turnaround? Stop! Stop stopping resource guarding the way you're stopping resource guarding. You got the wrong information. Watch my video. Type it in. It's free on YouTube. How to stop resource guarding? Next. Um, Karen, our dog reacts to other dogs being scolded at daycare. When they scold her for interfering, she reacts to the worker with barking and growling. So. Unfortunately, you might need to find a new daycare mm -hmm. because I can't tell a daycare what to do. You can't tell the daycare what to do, but they shouldn't be scolding dogs. There's other ways to correct dogs non-verbally. Next. Hustle, soul, desire to checking in J&J. &J. Love you guys. My Roddy Rose always comes to the welding shop with me. Thanks for the great information you guys provide. Salute. Awesome. Awesome. That's really, really cool. Do you know Barbie the welder, by the way? Do you know Barbie the welder? Next. Melanie, how do I introduce my dog to the new puppy who lives next door? Um, a lot of factors. Again, I don't know. Is your dog good with puppies or not? Also, I don't know what that puppy's like. If you don't have a good puppy greeter, like, I mean, like, first of all, Wes is not a good puppy greeter. Hell no. Okay. So um, um, Uma, who's no longer with us anymore, she was the best puppy greeter that I've ever met. She was so good with puppies. Bert's I think good. there's, Bert's a great puppy greeter. Um, I think that there are dogs that are just innately good with puppies. Some dogs, I'm sorry, they just freaking can't stand puppies. Mm -hmm. They're annoying. They're annoying. They are. So I don't know. Too many variables. Next. <clears throat> Jenna, how do you go about training a dog obedience with zero food drive? No aggression, just can't learn to the position to actually teach. Right, right. That's a great question. You could have the dog work for its meals, number one. You could use a, a, a higher profile food or what I would suggest, no matter what, what you're going to have to do anyway, is you should learn, you have leash handling skills. It's called compulsion. That doesn't mean you're freaking helicoptering the dog, okay? But you should learn leash handling skills because what do you do with a nervous, fearful, anxious dog that no matter what, no matter what you try to feed it will not, like we've had dogs we have not, they haven't taken food for weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, they eat out of their bowl. We're not starving them. We have one right now. He's never taken food. Yeah, he won't take food. And guess what? Fully trained. Remote collar trained. Just off leash trained. Eats out of his bowl. Just, just start training. Start training. Next. 
Oh, Jinka. I think phonetic, it's pronounced Jinka. Got it. Not Yink. Oh, we're, we're close. <laughs> we're really At close. least we said a hard G, J. <gasps> That's right. You could have said a Y. You could have said that the J was a Y instead. I did. I called it Yink. Oh, have you been? Yeah, you told me it was oh. Yink. Because we're like, oh, in German, J is Y. Right. Like Yagen. Yes, yes. That's, that's actually not a German. That's not a German accent you just did. Actually, I did a, I did actually did a one-on-one -on -one consult with somebody from Germany today. Samina, are you going to answer that? No. Samina, hi, J&J. Love your videos. I have a six-month-old Pomeranian. Not well socialized. And now he barks at people and dogs like crazy, especially to other dogs. How can I make him focus on me and not on other people and dogs when we are on a walk? So you have to learn how to correct the dog. So I would get yourself a, what is it, a Pomeranian? Yeah. Yeah, 1.75 prong collar. Walk him on that. No, not with that coat. 225? I do, I do a 225. Get a 225 prong collar and just correct the dogs for barking. So if you correct the dog for barking, it'll look at you. Like we don't teach focus, but dogs always look to us. Why we become important to the dog. Next. Valerie, hi there. You guys really helped us several years ago with our GSD Romeo. Oh my God, Romeo. Romeo. I remember Romeo. Is an e-collar always necessary to train not to pull on a leash and recall? No, no, not at all. I mean, you can train your dog. You can train your dog almost everything without a remote collar. We just like remote collars because they're a, they go. They're a great way to rehab a dog. They're a great way to train obedience close and far away. It's a great way to help anxiety, which helps the dog's state of mind. It's a great way to whisper to a dog, and it's a great way to shout to a dog. Also, and when it comes to recall, it can help overcome the dog's drive, not getting rid of the drive, but override the drive to chase things. Next. Kai, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Can you correct jumping with an e-collar? My dog doesn't really jump anymore, but when I'm there with a bonker. Yes. But if I'm not close by, she'll jump sometimes. Yes. No, boom, correct. Absolutely, 100%. Valerie, what about with super sweet dog who loves everyone but is just stubborn? What's the question? I don't know. Okay, so let's just talk about stubborn. So our training is the same with a super sweet dog. Yeah, I think she's asking about e-collar and prong. Like, right. what about a super sweet dog? Okay, so let's. I'll, let me just make this really clear. The tools we use are not for aggressive dogs, are not for badly behaved dogs. They're for dog training, dog training in general. Dog training in general. Like we deal with a lot of super sweet dogs. That's not why we use the tools we use. We use the tools we use because we firmly believe it is part of the formula to get the best results. It's not the only way, but it's part of the formula to get the best results. Next. And then the, when I say results, it all depends on how bar how high your bar is raised. Right. Like I expect dogs to do four-hour downstays at outdoor cafes. Minimal level of expectation. I expect a dog to be able to walk through a crowd and not react. I expect a dog to have food dropped on the floor and it's in a down and it not move. I expect a dog to um, be able to, you know, pass other dogs and people and playgrounds and not react. So I guess a lot of it all depends on that. Next. Jeremiah, any suggestions on a good, affordable e-collar? On uh, the Mini Educator 300. That's the least expensive one that I know of that's decent. Next. Katie, four-month-old Rot Shepherd showing severe food aggression, lives with small kids. 
working on the out command and feeding in the kennel, but what kind of structure for his daily would you suggest to keep everyone safe going forward? Number one, it's a four months old that's already resource guarding. That dog should feel holy hell for resource guarding. And if anybody has a problem with that, well, then you don't know what this family is going to be going through in about two months. They will be getting rid of that dog because that dog will bite somebody. And if it's not over food, it'll bite it over any other resource. Remember, resource guarding is not a food-based issue. It is a resource-based issue. A resource could be a blade of grass. It is anything the dog deems valuable. Anything. Space. A, a human, especially. A human. There are... we. Joelle's dogs... She plays fetch with a blade of grass. You should see this fucking dog. It's how, it doesn't. You, she can't throw it far. It's a blade of grass. But the dog will find that blade of grass. I can turn anything into a toy with him. Okay. So, and guess what? He's been known to guard things in the past. He's capable, and I have seen it. Him guard. She corrects. She corrects him. But a blade of grass. Yeah, he will. So. It's anything the dog deems valuable. So this dog should learn, use food right now because that's what the dog is, is guarding. And it should be a very strong no. And I would use a bonker for that. And it should be firm and uncomfortable. If anybody has a problem with that, well, let's go down to our local shelters and find out why these dogs are sitting there not getting adopted out. And let's find out how many dogs are killed a year for resource guarding when it can be fixed in seconds. Next. Um, Jeremiah, my dog has so much anxiety. I've tried a lot of things to help her with it, but I'm lost on what to do. What's the best solution to help her so she'll stop destroying things when left alone? Well, crater number one. Crate the dog, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, do a one-on-one -on -one with me. I'm not trying to solicit business from you, but there are there's 100 moving parts. There's 100 moving parts. I need more information. Mm -hmm. But it could be everything, everything, the way you're living with your dog, what you're doing and what you're not doing. And you can say you're doing everything right, but according to who? You can say you're not doing anything wrong. According to who? You're, I'm sure you're a very good person. I'm sure your heart is in the right place. I'm sure you think you're doing the best you can, and you might be doing the best you can. But you might not have all the right information. And once you have the right information, you will grow by leaps and bounds, and so will your dog. Next. Jay, I have a Dr. Ark e-caller. How do you do recall with it? I've only really used the Nick as I call, but he doesn't seem to care. Should I use constant? Please explain. I would love to get more educated on this great tool. It does wonders with his reactivity so far. So we have a video on remote collar recall training. Watch the video. It'll be a lot easier to me explaining it to you step by step. But it is done on a continuous, low level to start. Next. Kai, my dog also gets pretty excited when someone walks in the door. I will bonk her, but she still has a lot of excitement. What should I do? I need her to chill out. Thank you so much for your help. So correct the remote collar to stop the excitement and then tell the dog what to do. Next. Mm -hmm. Don't use obedience to stop it. Use a correction to stop it. Then use obedience. Next. Jessica, heavy panting, big puddle of drool in the crate and the shaking. Should I do e-collar or bonking the crate? E-collar. We're going to actually make a video on that. 
heavy panting and drooling though. Sometimes that's not just, the like, drooling left over. They have the heavy panting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten, I'm so glad I found your channel. My two female pit bulls got into a fight in the yard recently. They were alone, my fault. But after they were holding a grudge without all of the background work I've done, who knows if I could have gotten them together. They're doing so much better, but one still seems a little nervous of the other. Yeah, I don't blame that one. And, and, and I hate to humanize it, but dogs do have grudges. Mm -hmm. They absolutely do. So the one that's nervous is very concerned. Most likely that's the one that didn't start. Or maybe it did start, but it got its ass kicked. <laughs> so something is still... So obviously you need to double down on their obedience double down on the rules and the structure of the home and watch your affection to the one that is um, nervous. Also teach the out command to both of them, which means get out of here in that context. Next. $5 top tap from Dana. I have a three-year-old female who is fine inside, but anxious when we walk. She's a good walker, but flinches at every sound. Advice yeah. on helping her relax. Yeah. So I'm going to be putting on a video tomorrow about flooding with guidance. So I think the biggest thing is, is the, again, recovery. It's you can't just tell a dog to relax. Just like you can't just tell someone to like, oh, um, stop having anxiety. Stop being depressed. It doesn't work like that. But you can give them tools on how to best handle it. So they don't become immobile, not being able to function. So I think the biggest thing is by having a really good heel, by not allowing your dog to, when it gets nervous, believe it or not, you can correct a dog if it tries to flee. We have a very nervous dog right now that couldn't be walked during the day at all. And the dog is still stressing out a lot, but it's walking great. It's walking great. Bowie, if anybody wanted to watch the video, it was put up today. Next. Magdalena, hey guys, I just adopted a seven-month-old female pity mix from a rescue. She's really well-mannered. Do you still recommend day crating her as part of training, or is crating at night sufficient for a dog that is calm and able to settle throughout the day without the crate? Thank you for what you do. So this is the thing. You might be at the honeymoon period. Yeah. I'm, so which means that like the dog is behaving well now, but you never know where you're going to go with it. I'm a huge advocate of a crate, personally. My personal lifestyle, I'm an advocate of a crate for a lot of reasons. Confidence building, number one. Leadership skills, number two. And safety, number three. Next. Kim, I have two German Shepherds. How do I stop the jumping and barking when people come over? When I come home, I ignore. Do I follow the same with visitors or do I step in? No, you should, you should not ignore at all. You should be more proactive and correct. How do you stop a dog from jumping? Make jumping suck. It's over with and done with. Next. Because this is the thing. If I walk in your house and your dogs jump on me and you tell me to ignore, it's like, unless you're really good at oral, I'm out of there. It's just like, no, 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 I'm not staying. I don't want to come to your house with your dogs jumping on me. Don't tell me to ignore. Like, how does that work? Like, how does it work? Like, how long would you stick around? I wouldn't. Right. It's like, sorry, I'm not coming to your house. Or put your dogs away when I come over. Mm -hmm. Literally, put your dogs away. I don't need to, I don't need to be greeted that way. Next. TK, considering a 30-minute call or a seminar. 
either one would be powerful. Next. Uh, Dawid, four-month-old Pipple, wants to meet every stranger. He's very excited. What to do to make him more calm when passing by strangers? So this is the thing. It's like, I get it. Your First of all, I love the fact that your dog is social. I love it. But at four months old, then they're going to be six months old. And then it's like the dogs end up pulling you down the street just to say hi to somebody. I think now is a good time to start. The dog can still meet people. But I think on the walk, the walk is work. It's not social hour. But, mm -hmm. but this is the thing. Society almost treats it like it's social hour. Yeah. But it's like, no. No, let's 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 keep walking. Let's keep walking. Next, Christine, do you have any book suggestions on how to get started with my e-collar? I have base knowledge, but I would like a reliable source to explain the concepts. Um, what I would do is watch videos. Yeah. I don't know of any good books. Watch videos. I can't imagine trying to figure that all out with a book. Yeah, you need you need how you to need visual... visual books. I mean, visual, visual <laughs> books. Yeah, yeah, visual books. Videos, visual aka videos. Yeah. Videos. <laughs> videos. Right, right. Moving books. <laughs> Colleen, how do you address overstimulation? My dog whines when she sees other dogs. It's not fear because she's then aggressive when she gets close to them. No, no, no. It's not. Whining is just excitement. It's just excitement. You can correct excitement. So correct. Next. J. Cole said he has recall. I just want it better. So remote cower will dramatically help. Smooth operator. Hey, j and have a 14-month-old GSD who is okay with dogs approaching her that are off-leash. But if the other dogs are on-leash, she's reactive. Is this normal? It is normal because when a dog is on a leash, usually what happens is they, they get their front legs up off and they've got more energy and they're pulling. And, they're, and what they're doing is they, they've got opposition reflex going on on their end. And that creates a lot of excitement on their end. And the way your dog reads that is not good. I don't like dogs on leash or off leash approaching your dog. I'm sorry. I, I have a problem with that. You don't have to have a problem with that. I got a problem with that because I've just seen too many dog fights. Next. Hustle soul desire. She hangs out in the front office with the office staff. She doesn't watch me weld. LOL. Just saying. Oh, cool. She'd need a shield. She was watching. Probably. They make them. So I'm sure you get the just get the glasses. The Rex specs. Yeah, I'm sure they make some that are that are good for, for welding. welding. <gasps> I'm sure you can paint some film on there. Aussie Doodle, three months old, bites and wants to play. If you don't play, he barks and nips at you, bonks several times, but he grabs a towel and runs like it's a game. Okay, so you're old not, enough for a shot caller. No, you're not bonking properly. Bonk the way I bonk. Watch my videos. Watch my videos on how to make a bonker. Or watch or watch my bonking videos. Watch how intense it is. It's a cotton towel. But I've never bonked a dog and then it's all of a sudden say, oh, that looks like a fun toy. Even dogs that love fetch. The last thing they want to do is grab that bonker. Next. Joseph, I joined at the perfect time. Jeff saying punch them in the face. <laughs> Who? When did you say that? Probably the woke mob. Oh, oh yeah, virtually punch them in the face. Right. <laughs> See, context is important. <laughs> yeah, context is important. Right. Yeah, dog doesn't do a downstate. Punch, <laughs> punch him in the face. Music, crafts, and canines. Amen. Thanks again. You're welcome. Leah. Hey, J&J. Thanks for the free content. I've had my dog for two months. How do I stop separation anxiety outside when I'm not home? He does well on place inside, but not outside. What? what? Wait, the dog's outside? 
kind of felt separation anxiety outside when I'm not home. Oh, so she leaves your dog like in the backyard. I guess so. Oh, um, that's how I mean, you get a bark collar number one if the dog's barking. I'm not a big fan of your. Well, I shouldn't say that because I don't know your setup. You know, you're, you could have an outdoor dog, and your dog you might have a very secure outdoor system for your dog, an outdoor kennel set up for your dog. It's got shade, food, and water. Or you don't need food. You know, that's not, it's like dogs eat. You know. You know, a couple times a day, but they do. They always do that. Here like, we go. You're going on a fucking whole thing right now. No, I'm not. I'm just like talking about like whenever they talk about like you know the dogs are uncared for. There's never any food. It's like like yeah, my, they don't free feed. My dogs eat. It takes my dogs about three minutes to eat their daily food. Yeah, three minutes to eat their daily food. It's like so that means that for like 23 hours and 57 minutes they don't have food. Yeah, they don't have food. Access to water, they have. Young puppies don't have water after a certain time because they'll just drink it and piss it out. You know, you're trying to crate train them and housebreak them. So, but separation anxiety outside, that's going to be a hard one. You're not home. You're not home. You set up a video camera, remote collar on the dog, walk a couple of houses down, and then set the dog up. Next. Betsy, hi guys. I have a poodle, male, 10 years old, and a beagle mix, female, 2 years old. And two times the beagle mix bit the poodle on his ear and neck. They were playing and the poodle showed the teeth and the beagle mix bit him. And it was difficult to me to separate them because the beagle was aggressive until I hold the beagle mix legs and separated them. Okay. What's the question? What do they do? So, I mean, you've got, you've got two fighting dogs technically. Two fighting dogs. So you have to be all that play they do, and then it gets up to be too excited. It mm -hmm. turns into a fight. You've got to learn how to stop that. So you have to teach them the out command. But what do you do? I mean, the wheelbarrow move that you did is effective until it's not. Right. You know, I mean, the best way to break up a dog fight is to choke a dog out. It's like, you know, it's like, no, not to teach a downstay people. It's to break up a dog fight. Okay, I mean, if you've never seen a dog fight before, you'll you'll thank me for having that bit of advice. But um, I mean, it sounds like you know what it, it worked. It worked, but I would stop it. Like, how do you break up dog fights? Don't have them. So that's the easy solution. So I think by monitoring their play a little bit better. Next, Danielle. Hey Jeff, I'm coming to your problem solving seminar in July. Does my GSD have to wear a flat collar with the e collar and his prong? I'm not sure how to position all that on no, the ones. No, no, there's need a five tower. I'm not going to use it. Next. Joseph said Jeff's rants are the best. Yeah, according to according to Joseph, they are. Thanks, Joseph. <laughs> Jessica, we just brought home a puppy last week. She's an eight-week-old Labradoodle. What are the first commands we should teach? Um, kennel up. We answered this question at the very beginning. Kennel up. Understanding your food lure. Recall, tons of recall training, lots of structure, how to be quiet in a kennel, but be ready, be ready for a few weeks of hell. Anybody that brings somebody, we go puppy and they're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's so difficult. I'm not A sleeping. few weeks. It doesn't get better until like you're a year in. Well, you, sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, that's not true. Yes. A six month old dog. For me, I'm like a year is good. Okay. Two is optimal. Okay. But I the, love it when they hit but, two. But you can get a six month, have a six month old you can dog. Get them trained, they sleep through but the they're night. They're still a puppy. I know, but they sleep through the night. They do listen to commands. You can take them for a good walk. They do know how to play. 
Yes. But I'm but but I'm talking like eight to fourteen weeks. Yeah. It sucks. It does suck. It sucks. Next. Von Isa's house said thank you. You're welcome. Mike Gelman. Relation? Maybe. Next. <laughs> no, skipping it. No. He said not to take you off topic, but couldn't help but notice behind you. How did Danny DeVito end up sleeping on your couch? <laughs> you were gonna skip him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Next. How did he end up there? What? Explain Danny. Oh, how do you end up there? Somebody, where do we, do we see them somewhere? It was on the podcast. Someone said their dog was like reacting to the Danny DeVito pillow. And I'm like, but not our, but I'm not like, our, I'm like, who would own a oh, Danny DeVito yeah, pillow? Yes, at their house, the dog was yeah. reacting to it. Right. And then you went and bought, I, I went out and bought two Danny DeVito pillows. That's how, so that's so how, scary. So that's how they ended up on the, that's how they ended up on the couch. Next. Von Isa's house. Jeff, I'm so thankful that you were doing these live shows. Thank you. I, I love doing them. Hustle, Soul, Desire. Barbie the Welder is badass. Wish I did know her. Yeah. Just reach out to her. Yeah, reach out to her. She is very badass. Next. Um, Von Isa's house. We work Roddy's and breed from time to time, but we focus on obedience training our owners the proper way to raise them. Yeah. And we absolutely believe in prong collars. Yeah. I think even if you didn't believe, but even if you didn't believe in prong collars, just that education, educating the owner component is so important. Yeah. It's so important. Even if you don't believe in any tools, that's fine because there's countries where tools are banned, but that human education is so important. That's, that's the key thing. And I think that's what's missing. I think that's what's missing is humans are not being educated enough on how to properly raise the dog, a puppy, number one, but how to actually like have a relationship with the dog. Yeah. Have a balanced relationship with the dog. Yeah. How to say yes properly, how to say no properly. Yep. Next. Von Isa's house. I already read that. Yesenia. Hi, J&J. Hope all is well. Baloo is getting adopted. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. And we're so full with so many dogs, many under-socialized any tips on how to start socializing? Thanks for everything you do. So she's got a she's got a, a kennel. So you've got control over all the dogs. So get yourself a couple of stockyard whips. Do one or two dogs at a time. Use friendly dogs at first. Um, don't let them get overly aroused and um, have no problem correcting over arousal. Blue is that dog that could jump so high mm. in his kennel. That was a good dog. Yeah. Valerie, sorry, I accidentally deleted my comments. And Romeo passed suddenly in December 2020. Oh, so sorry. Sorry. It's so, I want to say funny. That's a horrific word to use. It's so interesting that since I've been dog training for just about 20 years, I'm seeing like. Some of your OG clients. A lot of my original clients. A lot of them. So sad. And unfortunately, sometimes they've gone they're three dogs in already. Because yeah. their dog might have been four, five, or six when they started. Yeah. They got another dog for 10 years, and now they're on their third dog. You know what I mean? Or they've got multiple dogs. But but some of them are doing one at a time, and now I'm starting to see, you know, multiple generations of dogs. And it, it, it in a way, it's sad, but in a way, it's happy because I'm glad they're still getting dogs. I'm glad they're still getting dogs. Next. Um, I Willie. Hey there, if you train with e-collar, wouldn't you create a collar smart dog? You guys are awesome. Um, it's possible. You can. That's it, like if, and that's one thing I always tell owners not to do, 
and it infuriates me is you only put the e-collar on after your dog does something stupid. Right. Or you don't oh, use now it. I'm going to put your bad collar on right. like, or threaten the dog, like hold right. up the thing. Right. It's like, just put on like any other piece of equipment and you will not have a smaller collar smart dog. Right. You just won't. Wake up in the morning, put on the equipment, work your dog, go to bed at night, take it off. Yeah. Take it off. But a lot of people do it after the dog does something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like that's, eh, not the best thing. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, Hustle Soul Desire, you probably don't remember, but I was working with a Borbal and now she walks off leash downtown Toronto. No problems with wow. owner. I'm not a dog trainer at all. I was just helping someone out. That's awesome. I think, well, this is the thing. It's like, like, keep in mind, we're all dog trainers, even if we only train our own dogs. And there's people out there that train their own dogs that are better than actually professional dog trainers. So, so kudos to you. Pick out one more question and then we got to go. Um, I think it was Valerie. She said the dog that she has now is not aggressive or reactive, but he pulls on the leash. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, he is leash reactive. Mm. Um, do you have videos for this without the e-collar? So prong. Yeah, yeah, I do the the, the combination uh, prong and bonker. Learn how to bonk properly and set it up. And whenever you bonk, a lot of people think, you know, the word you know word on the street is I'm bonking these dogs just sitting there peacefully. That's because folks don't understand what loading is, or they don't care what loading is. But loading is the pre-energy, the pre-body energy of a dog that's about to do something bad. Hmm. Compared to the alcoholic who's trying to stay sober, who's not walking towards the bar to have a drink, but they're thinking about walking towards the bar to have a drink. That's loading. The best, the best time to intervene with that alcoholic or drug user is that the first thought of using the vice that they were addicted to. That is the best time for the intervention. With a dog, the best time for the intervention is that the thought process, which is the loading process. So these are not just dogs just standing there peacefully. These are dogs that are have known bad behaviors, are loading, and you have to understand what loading is and how to read loading. And that's when you apply your correction. I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you. If you like the show, hit the follow button, hit the notification button. I know I'm supposed to say that at the beginning according to all the YouTube video people out there, but I'm just so excited to get this show going. Um, and uh, I'd appreciate it. Feel free to share the show. Um, you'll make some enemies. All right. All right, guys. <laughs> Love you. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye.